0: welcome to dare share create the podcast conversations concepts and insights from people who have dared to go after their dreams who share their gifts with the world and who create the life that they want i'm your host elizabeth valentine voiceover artist singer speaker and coach this podcast aims to free you from whatever's holding you back Spark transformation and is designed to give you the courage, inspiration, permission, and tools to live your best, most inspired, and fulfilled life so you can make the biggest positive impact in the world. Now, on to today's conversation. So, hello and Happy New Year! Welcome to this season finale of Dare, Share, Create the podcast with me, Elizabeth Valentine. I hope you've had a lovely, restorative and restful Christmas and are looking forward to a new and hopefully exciting year. If you're listening to this any other time of the year, don't worry. What I'm going to be talking about is still going to apply to you and you can do it anytime. So this time of year, you know, we often hear, and I've certainly been guilty of this in the past, New Year, New You. And what are your New Year's resolutions? And it is a bit like the, oh, I'll start the diet on Monday. It rarely works out. And the reason it rarely works is that we're setting goals that are not connected to our values or the real reason why we want something. And we're not clear on what we really want or what achieving that goal will allow us to do, be or have. The goals or the new behavior we set ourselves might also be so far from our current situation that bridging the gap is just too difficult. The gap is simply too wide. We want to set ourselves up for success, not for failure, which a lot of New Year's resolutions or goals do. I often also find that New Year's resolutions are often also a kind of punishment or based on lack Yes, on the surface, the goal might be something that's good for us, but the intention behind it comes from a place of, Ooh, I've been bad over the Christmas period, so now I will deny myself X, Y, and Z, or I'm not enough because I don't have X, Y, and Z, so therefore I'll have to do this in order to get it. I used to exercise kind of out of self-hatred instead of self love. In my 20s working in the music business, it was very clear you are never thin enough. And that was why I exercised to punish myself thin, to be thin for the sake of being thin. And I liked exercising, but the motivation for it was wrong. Now I exercise out of love for myself and my body and I still love to exercise. But But that mindset shift is key to making consistent, good choices. And it's also key for those times when you make a decision or a choice that probably isn't as good or you make another choice that isn't in alignment with your goals or your values. And then you're not punishing yourself and throwing all the good work out the window If you're doing something out of love for yourself, then it's just easier to get back on track. Because, okay, yeah, today I did this thing, but tomorrow I'm back on track. We also can't rely on motivation or willpower alone. They will both run out. How quickly depends on how strong a will you are. For some people, they set a New Year's resolution and by the second week of January, they've already broken it. Because it's exhausting to rely on willpower or motivation, we have to connect to something deeper. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't set New resolutions because they may work for you. And I think it is good to set goals. But when you're thinking about a resolution or a goal, you're going to ask yourself these questions. What do I want? What will that allow me to do? What would that allow me to have? What will that allow me to be? What is a better alternative that's going to satisfy the need that I have compared to what I'm doing now? What are the pitfalls that may sabotage my new behavior and what can I do to guard against them? Is the goal realistic? So let's take an example. In 2022, I will stop having takeaways. This is not actually my goal, but it's, it's a simple one. So that's a very clear goal. But where's the why behind it? Where's the juice? What is the thing about this goal that's going to stop you from ordering that delicious curry on a Friday night when you're exhausted from the work week? There's no reward in this. I want to stop having takeaways. But what if you said, OK, I want to stop having takeaways in 2022. Not having takeaways will allow me to cook healthier meals for myself. By not having takeaways, it will allow me to have more disposable income so I can save up for that amazing holiday I've been wanting to go on. It will allow me to have more savings so I feel more calm and secure with my financial situation. It will also allow me to have a healthier lifestyle. Okay, now we're talking. Who would allow you to be? It will allow me to be a fitter, healthier version of myself with more energy so I can do more fun things with my family and friends. It will allow me to feel light and comfortably full without overeating. Mm. What's a better alternative to having takeaways that will still fulfill a need? Okay, a better alternative is having recipes and ingredients for homemade versions so I'm still getting the delicious meal I'm craving. And having it prepared in advance, so on Friday night when I come home tired, all I have to do is put it in the oven or take it out of the freezer and heat it. The main pitfalls are that if I don't have meals planned and prepared, then it's just easier to order in. So I can make meal plans on a Saturday for the coming week, shop for it and batch cook and prepare a few things on Sunday. Easy. Easy. Is never having takeaways realistic? Maybe, maybe not, depends who you are. But how about giving yourself a little bit of leeway, which makes it more likely for you to succeed? Like, I'll only have two takeaways a month. So for the day when you really want one, when you haven't got something prepared because life got in the way, then you're not failing. You're just using your allowance. And so you get to be a success instead of getting a big club with which you can beat yourself over the head with and go, oh, I'm shit. I never stick to my guns. Oh, fuck it. Now I might as well just binge the whole weekend on takeaway. Whatever it might be, but see how much more powerful this is. I no longer set traditional New Year's resolutions, but I do try and set myself up for the new year in a couple of ways. And I want to set us all up for success in 2022. And not by saying that you have to overhaul your entire life because probably that's not what's needed. What is needed is a little bit of awareness of what's been going well and where's the room for improvements. And to do this, I use my Review, Reset and Reimagine workbook. It's been inspired by various models over the years and I've kind of created my own hybrid from them that works for me. And it may work for you too. Or you can make up your own by being inspired by this, perhaps. But I want to share some of the questions I go through in the days between Christmas and New Year. And if you want this workbook for free, all you have to do is email me at elizabeth at com, and I will send it to you. But yeah, in between Christmas and New Year, sometimes it's just been after New Year's Eve, uh, I set some time for myself I set the scene in my home so that it is distraction free. I pick a beautiful playlist to have on in the background. I light some candles and then I spend some time in quiet reflection going over these questions. And it's incredible. And it's just a way of reflecting on the year that's passed and setting some intentions for the coming year. So here are some of them. Thinking of the year that we're leaving, what worked well for you in 2021, personally, professionally, habit wise? What didn't work in 2021 for you? Of course, lots of things aren't working out for us at the moment, but try and focus on the things that you had some degree of control over. What were your biggest time wasters and excuses? What's something you wish you could have done differently? Regrets hold lots of wisdom. So dig deep here and ask yourself, knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? And what will you do differently if you come across the same situation again? What are you proud of having done in 2021? And here, just own it because you may actually just be proud of Getting through the year without having a total meltdown. Whatever comes up for you, just say it. This is for you. And you don't need to share, share it with anyone. So you can just be totally honest. And the first thing that pops into your mind, make sure you write it down. What are some maybe new habits, things or experiences from 2021 that you want to take into 2022. What do you want to release and leave in 2021? This could be a feeling, a pattern, a habit, a limiting belief an experience, people, relationships, etc. What do you want to leave in the old year and not take with you forward? And now let's look forward. How would you like to have improved yourself and your life by this time next year? What's one thing you always said you are going to do, that you're committed to doing in 2022. And this one's really good. What don't you want to regret not having done this time next year? And the final part of the exercise is making visualizations in the key areas in your life. And for me, they are health and well-being, wealth and finances, wisdom, knowledge, and personal growth, business and career, relationships and family, spirituality, purpose, and fulfillment, and then I've thrown in a wild card as well. And some of these may resonate for you and others might not be applicable, so you can pick and choose what works for you. But this is powerful stuff and it really is worth spending the time doing. So with that, I wish you... A happy, fruitful, abundant, beautiful new year. I hope you get everything you want. And I hope you learn some great lessons from the things that you maybe didn't wish for. As I said, email me to get the free workbook at Elizabeth at com. Just remember to double-check that you've spelled my name with an S, not a S in the Danish way, otherwise I won't get it. I've also put my email and my Instagram handle in the show notes, so you can always just go and click on that. And this is also the final episode, not just of the year, but of this season of Dare Share Create. I'll be back with new guests and new topics in the new year. Thank you for listening. Please share it if it was useful to you, and remember to rate and review on Apple Podcast. So I'm sending you lots and lots of love and light. Until next time, keep daring, keep sharing, and keep creating. Bye.